This is Podco Media Networks. It's the Demystifying Data Podcast with Chris Clegg, where we deconstruct the tools and techniques marketers need to make data more actionable. Here's Chris. Hello, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Demystifying Data. I'm your host, Chris Clegg, and today I'm going to follow up on that promise that I made a couple episodes ago to talk to you about how do you analyze all this data? How do you collect the metrics and then do something with it that is going to make you smarter, it's going to make you a better marketer? And that's going to boil down to having a clear analysis plan, to knowing what you're trying to accomplish with the data before you start to crunch it and analyze it. And it starts... Always with your end in mind and those three questions that we've always championed as being what matters when you're thinking about experiential marketing and really marketing in general. And that those three questions are going to be the anchors to how you analyze your data to get insights that ultimately are going to lead to you making better business decisions. And I'm going to focus on one part of the first question. So those three questions, just to review, you know, how often am I reaching the right kind of consumer? Am I creating impact where it didn't previously exist? And under what scenarios am I doing this to create a positive return on investment? Those three questions drive our metrics and our analysis plan. And uh, the first question, how often am I I reaching the right kind of consumer? How efficiently am I reaching the right kind of consumer? That becomes key that we're going to focus on today. And we're actually going to focus on the first part of that question about efficiency and this idea of measuring efficiency in event marketing, analyzing data that helps us understand efficiency, and then why that's actionable. That's what we're going to focus on in this podcast. So when we talked about the metrics you want field staff to report on, we talked about a bunch of them, but there's five that are relevant for the analysis I want to talk to you about today. One is the days of activity, the event days. The second is the hours that you were active each day, the staff that were on site, your engagement count for that day of activity, and then your budgets. So how much you spent for this activation. And that days, hours, staff, event count, and budget, those five metrics, getting that from field staff consistently is going to be very valuable in understanding and measuring efficiency. There are three outcomes from efficiency that we found helpful to look at, and I'll show you how to analyze each of them um, or analyze the data to get to each of them. One is engagements per hour. So how many people are you getting to in a typical hour of activity? Engagements per event can help you understand the events themselves And then your cost per engagement, which is obviously a very valuable metric. And anytime you're bringing things to a dollar level, a cost per, you're really standardizing that metric. You're standardizing the outcome in the context of dollars. And that's valuable because it becomes now an apples to apples comparison to all the other kind of stuff you could be doing. And so dollars are always a standardizing kind of metric in marketing. And it's helpful to bring it to that level for those reasons. So this idea of engagements per hour, you've got to be careful with that because you want to have staffing hours on site. So if you are on site with one person for four hours, that's four engagement hours. But if you're on site with two people for four hours, that's eight engagement hours. So you want to make sure you have this idea of staffing hours. And it's a common mistake that people make where they look at 30 event days and they've got five hours a day. So they add all of those up and they've got 150 hours, right? So they got five hours a day for 30 event days. They add them up and they've got 150 hours. And then they say, we had 
uh, an average of two people per day. And so I'm going to say that's 300 hours. And sometimes the math is going to get messed up that way. You really want to do it on the day-to-day level saying, okay, I had five hours on this day and I had one person. I had 10 hours on this day and I had 12 people. And so you've got the one person at five hours for five event hours and you've got the uh, five people for 10 hours. So you've got 50 event hours and that's going to add up to 55 total hours, if that makes any sense. But you want to divide those staffing hours by your number of engagements to get a engagements per hour. And then next, at a level a little bit higher, you're going to find it helpful to divide your events by number of engagement. So you can get a sense of how many people you're engaging per day. And then you simply divide your budget, the amount you spent by number of engagements, to get cost per engagement. Now, this is going to be really valuable only after you segment it by venue. Because like, take example of cost for engagement. You're going to get a number. Let's say that's $10 per engagement. And you're going to look at it and you're going to kind of shrug your shoulders. It's going to feel high or low to you based on whatever you've got as uh, your expectations. And when you share that number with other people, it's going to feel high or low to them based on their expectations. But it has no context. A number as it stands alone has no context. So you've got to segment that by something that's actionable so you can bring context to it. And the most important thing you could segment budget or cost per engagement by is the venue that you are activating at. Because you know, first of all, venues are something you have control over. You chose a routing schedule. You have a lot of influence on where the team is going and what they're doing there. And so being able to segment by something you have a lot of control over means that the results are going to be actionable for you. We know that different venues are going to have different budgets, so we expect it to have variation because it costs different amounts to be at different places. And then really, the consumer volume is going to vary by different types of venues. And so you're going to have different costs, you're going to different amounts of money you are spending to get to different levels of people. And so you're going to expect that cost per engagement to have a lot of that variability. And because of that, venues become very valuable as an efficiency metric when you're trying to figure out how to make it actionable. So let's take, for example, a program. Let's say we've got a $41,000 program and it's 55 event days and it's mixing those event days between retail sampling and let's say there's an, a large athletic event sponsorship, right? And so follow along with me on some of these numbers. I'll try to make it simple. And if you want to sketch them onto a, a notepad as I did it, you might find that helpful. But let's say for the retail activation, it was a $25,000 budget. You had 50 event days that you did. You had one person on site for four hours a day. And overall, you finished with 2,000 intercepts. That's going to be the kind of data you, you ask field staff to collect for you. And let's say for the athletic event, let's say that was, uh, I mean, give or take, let's say it's a $10,000 sponsorship, plus you had activation expenses on site. So let's say the five days of activity for this athletic sponsorship cost you 16000 bucks, And that gave you 10 hours of activation per day. You got five staff on site for each of those days, and you ended up engaging 5,500 people, 5,500 people. And so the question is, you know, which of those activation types, the retail sampling versus the athletic event sponsorship, which of those were better for you? Which of those gave you better bang for the expense? And so from an analysis perspective, we can look at staffing hours, right? And we can start to see, okay, the retail event had 50 event days with one person at four hours per day. So we had about 200 hours of consumer-facing time at retail. 
And then the athletic event, if you remember back on what I just said, we said we had 10 hours per day, five people over five events. So that's going to give us 250 hours of staffing time, right? And then when we think about and divide the engagements per hour, we had 2,000 engagements at retail and we had 5,500 at the athletic event. So we're looking at around 10 engagements per hour at retail, 22 engagements per hour at the athletic event. So that's actually already starting to give us a little bit of insight into our efficiency. We can see that the athletic event was delivering 2.2 times more engagements per hour than our retail activation. And when we divide that by day, you know, at retail, we were averaging about 40 engagements per day. But at the athletic event, we were averaging 1,100 engagements per day. So now all of a sudden, that athletic event starts to become a little more attractive to us and starts to seem like something that might have been the better of the two. But we can really bring it home by looking at the cost per engagement and looking at what those costs ended up being. And when we divide the 2,000 engagements and the $25,000 budget for retail, we see that the retail engagements were running us about $12.50 per engagement. But when we divide that $16,000 for just five days at the athletic event, we can see that those 5,500 people we got to at the athletic event, they ran us about $2.91 per engagement. So even though on an event day perspective, the athletic event was much more expensive, at a cost per engagement level, it was much less expensive. It was actually delivering us over four times more efficiency than we were seeing at retail. We were paying $2.91 per engagement at the athletic sponsorship, and we're paying $12.50 per engagement at retail. And so that now becomes very insightful. Now, I'm not saying that if this was the results of your analysis that you should dismiss retail activations. You can't, there's a lot of reasons we go to different kinds of venues and uh, retail has a lot of reasons to be there that are special and unique. And if that proved to be four times more expensive, it doesn't mean you just dismiss it outright. I mean, you could be working under, there's certain politics that are involved. You could be working under an agreement to get shelf space in exchange for supporting that product for a certain number of event days in store. But what it does is it, it holds retail to a standard. It says, you know, we know that we can put together an experiential marketing mix in this scenario that's going to give us a cost per engagement up around $2.90 or, or would say $3 per engagement. And so when I look at my retail activation and I know $3 per engagement is possible and for retail, I'm averaging $12.50 per engagement. What are the things that I can do at retail to improve that cost per engagement, to get it closer to $3. And now I have enormous amounts of context in my analysis and I have enormous amounts of actionability because of it. And because I have all the metrics that I can deconstruct back to how I got to that $12.50 or that $3 per engagement, I can look to see, you know, where was I bleeding? Where was it more expensive than the less expensive activations? And you start to look at the number of engagements as a key area where retail started to get expensive, as the number of consumers that were available to you. And if you walk back through that analysis, let's say if you were collecting time of day when you were engaging people, you might look for are there different times of day when 
those engagements were stronger. I mean, I had 50 event days in this program. And so I can start to see, you know, when I was staffing in the morning, I was having higher engagements per hour than when I was staffing in the afternoon. And so let me see if I can do more of my staffing in the AM to get to higher numbers and get closer to that $3 per engagement level that the sports sponsorship told me was possible. Or let's say day of the week, maybe there's certain days of the week that you had higher engagements per hour than others. And so you can start to say, you know, if I could be at these times of day on these days of the week, and that was more of my focus, then I'm going to start bringing my costs down and get closer to being competitive with my alternative channels or the alternative venue options. And that process of deconstructing what you did, finding which areas were more efficient and looking to do more of that is the process of managing your marketing with data. And that's what we're trying to champion here today and what I'm trying to share with you as the ways in which you want to organize your analysis so that that kind of business decision-making becomes possible. So hopefully there was a lot of numbers there. I hope that wasn't tough. I hope you were able to follow along. And I hope you're enjoying these episodes. I hope you're finding value in it and that you are um, able to make better decisions with data because of these podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. If you are not a subscriber, then please, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you should be able to find us and go ahead and subscribe. We publish every Wednesday. And you know, I hope you're having a great day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye-bye. Tune in next time as Chris Clegg continues demystifying data. Meantime, head over to demystifyingdata.co to learn more.